Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks Twenty-fifth, we are on show one seventy-nine, and boy, do we have a lot going on in the sports world and a lot of different sports. So, Chris, why don't you tell us the agenda, and we okay. will get started. All right, and that was Perry Lester, by the way. Yes, that it was, was. Uh, not Bill Sparks, but uh, you know. So, Bill but is Bill, Bill, but Bill is, still is here. here. Bill is here. Bill will be commenting, and he's he's uh, just uh, hanging out and uh, hanging out for the ride here. So, yes, it's January 25th of 2022 for show number 179. And our agenda today is we have, of course, the panel. We'll all talk about uh, what's going on in our areas and uh, what we uh, just our general thoughts. Then we go to the NFL, of course. We had an amazing NFL weekend. Uh, there's never been a better NFL playoff weekend than probably any NFL weekend in the history. Who could have anticipated what we, we saw this weekend last week? And we sure didn't. I lost three out of four, and many of us did not do well. Then we have a little media section. We have the, have to report the uh, death of Ron Franklin, and we'll talk about him and his career and, and uh, his uh, things in, in his life. And also we're going to be talking a little about Dick Vitale. So that'll be a little media section. Uh, NCAA meeting, they met, and they uh, got into some subjects, and Sean will be talking about that. Uh, then we have uh, college basketball as we move into the heart of the season now, the NBA baseball where there's a little bit of progress, and the NHL. So anyway, um, so starting the panel, um, I would say it's, it's you know, it's again, the weather is changing. They're t- now talking about maybe we'll have a big storm Friday into Saturday. We really haven't had anything big yet, especially here in you know this part of Massachusetts. Down the Cape, they've had a little bit, but nothing uh, to write home about here. But the weather changes from one day, or it's up to 40 today, and tomorrow will be in the 20s, and, you know, just bouncing around, just crazy. But um, the Bruins are bothering me. This Tuka rasping is driving me crazy because this guy last night, allowed, he had 27 shots that he had to face, and he went in five goals, yep. and that is not good. Well, so, the Anaheim Ducks are, are a much better team than what people thought they would be, Chris. Well, that that's nice, but the point yeah. is that they, you know, you they're comparable teams because they got about fifty points each or whatever. Right. That's the standing. My right. point is that when you're letting in that many, you know, he's only at an eighty percent save percentage. Right. And, and I know it's a limited statistic, but you're supposed to be into the nineties, and he's not. And right. I don't know whether he's going to, as we used to call it for the Celtic, develop the Hellenic flu and uh, you know end up on the injured list for a while while he rehabs his knee and goes to providence and does something but i mean they have they need to catch some teams here and uh you know they've been you know doing well basically but the games where rask is in there it's it's not been as good and i don't really trust olmark that much either so i think the goaltending is a bit of an issue and the, and the problem should, is that yeah, they're, they're, this is the second 
second start in a row, so it, it's, it's starting to look like to me like they think he's their number one goaltender. Oh, he doesn't look like one. No. <laughs> anyway, so that is the uh, – we let him take over right now, the host to be named later, Rick Swan, who uh, <laughs> is not on the promo still, but he is going to come in and say what he thinks about his uh, discussion today. Wow. I mean, <laughs> what can I say about wow? What a weekend that was. Um, yeah. that, that is why the NFL is number one, and there really isn't a close second. Unbelievable. I mean, we, we started with a game where a second-year quarterback gets sacked nine times and still ends up winning the game with a, some clutch kicks by a rookie kicker. Then we go to the frozen tundra. Um, Rogers throws up on himself again, and uh, <laughs> the 49ers win basically on a block field goal and a block punt. And then we then we go to the, we on Sunday. It looks like maybe we're going to finally have a game that that wasn't that good. And then the, of course the Tom Brady and the Bucks come back, and it looked like they were going to take it. And then Cooper Cup took over and shows why if there wasn't such a big uh, bias towards quarterbacks, that he'd be right there with Jonathan Taylor for MVP in the in the league. And then we got to Kansas City Buffalo, and that is by far the best game I have ever seen. Uh, we. We, uh, you know, last week I was saying how I was looking forward to that, but a lot of times when that happens, you you get disappointed. Not this time. It exceeded all, all everything I expected. Um, those the quarterback play, my God, I feel those. You know, when you got Allen and, and Mahomes going in the near future, and you got Burrow and and uh, Herbert coming up on the outside, I feel sorry for the rest of the teams in the AFC. But we're going to see some great football. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, just just a little bit about uh, Allen and. and um, and Mahomes, between them, they threw for over 700 yards, eight touchdowns, zero turnovers. There was four, a total of four penalties called in the whole game. It was amazing. Um, and I just, I'm, I'll, I'll talk forever if I don't bring myself down, but I got this perfect, perfect stat to bring myself down. In that game, the, the uh, Chiefs and Bills scored 25 points in the last two minutes of the game. The Giants scored 26 points in their last four games. <laughs> so that, that brings me right down to where I can turn it over to Perry. <laughs> well, um, lots going on here. College basketball's heating up. Iowa and Iowa State are both looking pretty good. Drake and Northern Iowa will contend for the Missouri Valley. Um, we'll see. Loyola is the team to beat in that league right now. And, uh, of course, uh, wrestling is huge in our state. <clears throat> it's not nat- nationally, but it is here. And they have decided, the Iowa Girls Athletic Union has decided now to sanction girls wrestling. They had a state tournament this past weekend. 695 girls wrestled in that tournament. Uh, but they wow. want to san- They want to sanction it so that they can, you know, go by, they can have rules and, you know, and all that. So you won't have 695 again. No mud, right? Is- no. <laughs> But um, in the NFL, boy, you couldn't beat the four games we got this weekend. And uh, I really thought the Buccaneers were going to come back and win on Sunday. Once that ga- once the game tightened up and they tied, I'm like, oh no! But I, I have no idea how you let Cooper Cup get open once. Less on they throw to, they can get the ball to him twice. That that just seems like something you shouldn't be able to do if you're the Rams, but they were, and luckily they were because we ended up winning that game. So, uh, Bill, over to you. Well, I was totally impressed all weekend with the quality of those games. Um, 
Cincinnati, I can't understand getting sacked nine times and still winning that game. But they've surrounded him uh, with some wide receivers. Probably could use some offensive linemen. I think that might be a good Christmas present for them. But uh, that might be of some help. But I, I was impressed all weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay's, you know, comeback. Uh, is this the end for Brady or not? I think he'll probably go another year, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he didn't hang it up. But uh, in the Kansas City game, that goes without saying. Uh, Josh Allen is a pretty, a pretty good quarterback too, and they're probably going to have to change the rules in overtime. It seems like, you know, uh, the other team just doesn't have a chance. Uh, the first team, of course, that well scores a touchdown, the other team doesn't not get a chance. And I think it takes the NFL a while to finally catch on. Now, baseball, it takes it light years. But the, uh, the NFL, you know, and I'm pleased about the progress with the uh, MLB. And one of the things that I'm doing, if I'm not talking on here as much as I... Um, have Twitter open. I have chicken. What is the you know the chicken, chicken, nugget, chicken nugget? And I have all of my which is, which is for those who don't know, chicken nugget is a is a Twitter application. Right, right. And I also have all of my feeds open, my RSS feeds, getting the latest and the greatest news. So we're looking all of the time for news. So. That's exactly what we're doing. So I'll turn it over to my friend in Northern California, Robert. Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, uh, The only thing I can compare the uh, Buffalo-Kansas City game to was back in 1982 when San Diego played Miami in that great overtime thriller uh, that's the only game in my mind that comes close to what, what we saw Sunday night. How about that the Raiders was, and the Colts that time? Yeah, that, that was that, that was in '77. That was yeah. a great game too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, speaking of the Raiders, uh, their coach and GM search is still going on today. They officially requested an interview with Todd Bowles. I do not want him. He uh, as New York Jets coach, he was 24 wins and 40 losses. No, thank you very much. Um, so. Um, I'm going to be watching what's happening in Vegas. And uh, don't forget today, for those of us that follow baseball at 6 p.m. Eastern, they're going to reveal the class uh, that's elected to the Hall of Fame. It'll be interesting to see who goes in and who doesn't. uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of discussion on that next Tuesday when we meet again here. Mm -hmm. But let's turn it over to Austin. By the way, it's likely, Robert, that one person is going to get in, and we will tell you who that is when we get around to baseball. That that is okay. So uh, we'll turn it over to Austin, and we'll see what's happening in the world of Sean. Well, a lot of good college basketball, a lot of football, and we'll get some tennis news out of the way. Uh, 
Rafael Nadal, actually, you know, we actually get some decent on-the-court stuff. Rafael Nadal, one of the big three, has made the semifinals in kind of a classic tennis match So you know, over in the Australian Open. So we didn't think we were going to have a lot of tennis news coming out. And there's an American, I can't remember her name in the girls' division, who made the uh, Madison Keys. Matt, yes, Madison Keys. That's right. She made the, so Amer- an American other than Osaka or Serena made the semifinals for the women, so that's good. Uh, also, uh, of course, don't forget, you can contact us anytime throughout the week. Uh, Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net, 773-572-7715, or 800-693-0595, option number two, stands for Sports Lounge Live. And if you want to get content that maybe you don't get on here, you get throughout the week, go to 712-432-3642, Sports News, Sports Scores on Board 9, all your schedules on Board 13. Board 13 is the place... That is the place yeah, to go because schedules with COVID have changed. So, anyway, let's get right on into this great, great week of the NFL. Yeah, it's too bad. If it were, they were going to be this good, I wish there had been eight games instead of four. But, we, you know, we, had, we got what we got, and we were very, as I say, the best playoff weekend for sure and arguably the best uh, NFL weekend. And, and this, if, <laughs> if the networks actually probably feel uh, happy that they negotiated their contracts already because the NFL – this was last year. The NFL would have come back and said, hey, you know, um, the ratings we got, uh, you know, because I'm sure all four ra- games, nobody tuned out. Oh, Everybody, yeah. those were, you know, so the ratings, especially I'm sure by the time we got to Buffalo and Kansas City on the Sunday night primetime game, that those ratings must have been through the roof. So, Well, Chris, yeah. I can tell you it was the Buffalo-Kansas City game. Almost 43 million people watched that game right. by yeah. itself. Right. So starting off, we had Cincinnati beat Tennessee 19-16. to So there went one number one seed. And McPherson, uh, Evan McPherson, 52-yard field goal as time ran out. All these games ended on the last play of the of the game, which means that we're adding to that record now in the playoff. But the record for this year about the last second wins, we've been talking about that all year. Yeah. And, and again, as uh, guys have mentioned, nine sacks. But the first time a team has ever won a game when they've been sacked nine times, but also there were three turnovers by Tannehill. So that that uh, helps with that. And, of course, Joe Burrow's number is number nine, for those that don't know. So Right. Uh, and then uh, also he is the first. He uh, Let me find him here. We got the, the number one pick uh, winning their first uh, playoff game. Uh, he is the... Uh, He's won their first two, and the only other ones who've ever done that uh, were Jim Plunkett many years after he was the number one pick. He finally made the playoffs, and Troy Aikman won his first two playoff games as, as a number one pick. And uh, and also, uh, Jamar Chase is the first uh, rookie with more than 100 yards in his first two playoff games. So, uh, you know, they've got... I think we'll talk about our picks, but I think it's uh, a tall order for them to face Kansas City. But Joe Burrow, the reason he can do what he did, he is the next Roethlisberger. He is indestructible. He gets up. He he didn't even, I mean, occasionally he goes out of games, but not as much as Roethlisberger. He's just big. He's tough. You know, he's uh, and he's going to get better. They're going to put a couple more. He's got decent weapons. So they're going to give him a couple more. And he's going to be coming up on the outside, you know, and we talk about Keen, you know, about uh, uh, the guy from uh, uh, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, who's in the playoffs. And then we've got, you know, we've got other rookies. You know, we don't know what Zach Wilson's going to be. We don't know what Matt Jones is going to be. Well, the AFC is loaded with young. Well, right now, the right now you got the big four. They're already talking about the big four yeah. of the future right now. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, 
Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, and they're yeah. all AFC. They're all loaded yeah. in these. They're all in the right. AFC. Right, and then you've got Davis Mills, Matt Jones, and and um, and uh, Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. And, and and Trevor Lawrence yeah, I think is the next group. Be the next yeah, they're the next they, group down. But, the, they, but some like, of them have incompletes. You know, Wilson was hurt, and Lawrence was was, he was in a bad organization. Yes, bad you know, Jones yeah. Jones did a, did a pretty good job, and Mills did a good job. So these yeah. four have maybe competition just behind them. The AFC is loaded with quarterbacks, is what I'm yeah. saying. You know, yeah. They, yeah. And, you know, and but, we and don't remember. know whether it's going to work out for for uh, Lawrence and Mills and and stuff. But you know, we we just know okay. that's eight young second, first, second, or third year quarterbacks. And you know, Mahomes is a little, he's the veteran of about five, six years. Yeah. You know, and, right? You know, so remember, Cincinnati beat Kansas City earlier this year. So this yeah, be, just just that a couple seasons. Just a couple of weeks ago, Sean, that happened before the yeah. playoffs yeah. started. So, yeah. yeah. And you talk about Burrow taking nine sacks, but at least you know, he t- he took them. He didn't panic and throw a couple of interceptions. Yeah. yeah. Like we saw and remember with uh, Chris, Murray. He, remember, year. Chris, in his rookie year, he did tour his ACL, so he didn't finish his rookie year. I know. Year, so. Oh, no. I had him. Don't worry. I had him yeah. in my fantasy yeah. team, and that uh, slowed me down. And the thing is, you know, if he had uh, come through his, his rookie year, he might have – I'm not saying they would have made the playoffs. They had a lot of problems. And they didn't yeah. have Chase yet. But they – you know, he would have had that much more experience. <laughs> he would have been in the, you know, in the conversation or like these other guys, like we're talking about with Jones and Wilson and stuff, and um, Lawrence are being in the next group right behind them that, you know, if, if they, if any of them falter, these guys can move up with more experience and better weapons. So, you know, this is, this is crazy, this conference right now. I've never seen it like this. Right. Oh, anyway. Okay. Then we move to the stodgy old NFC and this was an old <laughs> NFC kind of playoff. We got black and blue kind of game yeah. where the San Francisco 49ers beat the Packers 13 to 10. Now, we have this, especially people my age, we have this thing about the Packers are, oh, no, they'll have to go to the frozen tundra. They'll have to. We have a stat that David uh, USF gave us that in the last uh, uh, game that the Packers, they, were, they had won 12 in a row uh, in Green Bay up, up through 2002, and now they're 7-7 seven and seven in home games yeah. in the playoffs. So this is not your, your you know, uh, your older brother's Packers, me and Rick's Packers team. You know, we have Aaron Rodgers, who is the answer to who, the Dan Marino of this generation. He's only been in one Super Bowl. Yeah, he won it, but he's only gotten there. You know, it's now going to be at least 12 years before he gets back. And he's always considered uh, the top, one of the top three or four quarterbacks. And he doesn't get there. And we and don't know what his we don't know what his future is going to hold. We either, don't. But. but you know, Green Bay basically they were talking about it. It's still the same deal. They have to work something out. Uh, you know, he would like them to work something out. And you know, they would like, of course, to send him to the AFC because they want to get him out of their hair. The thing is, yeah. you does uh, you know, it's and and they're when the AFC needs him. Who really yeah. needs him? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, you got half the teams that are that should be pretty well set. Or well, Denver, Denver could use Denver's, a quarterback. Yeah, Denver could use. Well, them. yeah, they're waiting yeah. on their ownership situation. I think yeah. to get straight. And, and don't forget yeah. about the, don't forget the Raiders. I've heard them. I know. I, I don't want. I don't want that. <laughs> well, that's right in California, or you know. Okay, but, but Robert, take take out take away the off the field stuff. You want the on the field stuff. Yeah, I want yeah. the on the field stuff, but, but I don't want, I don't want, I don't like the stuff that comes with it. So, yeah. well, but the Raiders yeah. the Raiders always have a lot of people. Yeah, the Raiders the always the Raiders that's always have that stuff. What would be I, new? I know that's what is the Raiders. I know, and I I want that to change. I'm sick of that. Well, you know, I Pittsburgh don't, I don't think a, that's going to change. Pittsburgh right. is no, the he might think of because yeah. Tomlin's a good coach, and maybe yeah, he, he feels he hasn't he, been getting.
getting the coaching that he needs he if he's listening. Yeah, he can go to Pittsburgh. I'd be but happy. But the other thing, that. yeah, you know, we forgot, and we, we, we named those eight quarterbacks, you know, the ones on the staging area, the four top ones. We forgot Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's not a yeah. no slouch. By the way, though, the rumor I've heard with Lamar Jackson, this will make him better. He wants to bring in Antonio Brown. Yes, he, he's, he's actually campaigning him. for him, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so the, getting back to this game, and, you know, the Packers had a 7 nothing lead, and it felt like it was about 21 to nothing because San Francisco wasn't doing anything. No. And then, you know, then they blocked. The, they San Francisco turned their game around by blocking that field goal at the end of the half. Then it's ten to three, and they blocked the punt and tied it up. And then yep. uh, Robbie Gold, who never misses in the playoffs, didn't miss in the playoffs and won the game. So, and <laughs> poor, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Greg Papa had a cold. He sounded terrible. <laughs> he was doing the best he could. But yeah. you know, the the thing is that you know you like um, it's unbelievable how the Packers lose these games, and and they're home and the frozen tundra didn't do anything and dick we've got to give dick credit what did he say he was talking about you know bears weather bears weather and of course it was the packers i mean san francisco that came in yep. there that's right in 89 and beat them and yeah. dick was giving us that memory so you and know I remember I Rob, robbie gold what spent his what first 12 years in chicago yeah. so yeah. that oh, kind yeah. of weather yeah. didn't bother him at all no nope. yeah, i was so. hearing today that that the Packers, you know they have a, a indoor practice site that they use most of the time when the weather isn't bad so it's not really like they're that used to it, you know. Somebody was, you know, these people were saying that the the Packers look like the colder team Saturday night, colder than the Forty ers were. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And the Packers and the Packers, by the way, are forty four million over the cap. Yeah, yeah. And, That's and, why he uh, can't. Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead right. yeah. No, I just he can't stay in Green Bay if he's going to play because they just, I mean, they, they're going to have to cut a bunch of people. And he does. He said he doesn't want any part of a rebuilding. Right, right. Which, so, which and, I probably wouldn't either. At, four, at the eight, no, you know, at, no. at nearly forty, I probably wouldn't either. Right. And of course, we'll be talking about the, you know, we talk about the old guard quarterbacks. This is the first time since the 09-10 season that neither Brady nor Rogers will be in the championship game. Correct. Right. Yep. But so now, for what it's worth. Brett Favre on his uh, Tuesday NFL show on Channel 88, he says, and he says he has no inside knowledge, but he says that he thinks Aaron Rodgers will be back because that will be his best opportunity to get back to a Super Bowl next year. Okay. I, I don't know if I buy it. I, you know, I, as a, as a former player for the team, I think he's wishful thinking. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. he won't be back. I think that's more wishful thinking because he's, he's, you know, he's a Packer fan. He's played for the Packers, and they've buried the hatchet. Everything's fine with him in Green Bay now. So I think they retired his number and everything this year. Everything was good. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think that's it's kind of his heart talking. But I don't know. And then, we, of course, we didn't even mention Seattle. being You know, what's going to happen in Seattle with Russell Wilson? And what's yeah. going to happen with uh, Pete Carroll? Yeah. And uh, who's going to stay? They say they can't work together, but they might both stay for all we know. But if one of them goes, does Rogers move into that vacuum somehow? Oh, yeah, Carroll. And we, and we have nine o- openings. So if Seattle comes open, that would be 10. So. Right. Okay. Speaking, speaking, of Se- speaking of Seattle, I do, Gina and okay. Dick, I see your hands and we will get to you as soon as we get through the games here. Okay. Uh, then the third game was the Rams against Tampa Bay. 30 to 27, uh, 30 to 27. And this was crazy. This was uh, Brady being behind 27 to three and orchestrating a stop and start comeback. I mean, it looked like they were, they're going to get him. No, no, the Rams got the ball back. Well, no, they lost it. Oh, here's something. <laughs> oh, no, no, they have to punt. And this was like a long, slow disintegration of the Rams that stopped as soon as Cooper cup got his hands on the ball and exactly. got it down the field and, you know, got in there for the, for the field goal by Matt Gay. 
And, you know, this was like, I'm sure as a Rams fan, you had your heart in your mouth, Harry. You yeah, but you're not a kid. And remember, Matt Gay had been injured. So that there was no, you had no idea if he was going to hit that kick or not because he was hurt. Yeah. 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 47 yarder, he was short on you. Yeah. yeah. He hurt. Uh, he got hurt in warmups before the game. Mm-hmm. I believe. And you talk Al about Michael. Yeah. yeah. Robbie Gold was good as gold, man. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's what they used to say. <laughs> Yeah, but you talk okay. about you know, having nine sacks and losing, and here's a team that had four and lost four fumbles in one. So. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And of I, course, I think, Brady I is think now. Though, if you look ahead, though, they better hang on to the ball this week because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Brady, the will he won't he is starting uh, now, and we're going to hear about he it. Says he said on his podcast with Jim Gray, he said he wants to if his family won, it's up to what his family wants. He's going to let them decide do they want him around because. He said they've been nice. They gave I don't. Th- months, I don't but- think that's true, though, because if if it were up to his family, um, Giselle has told him to, to retire for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. I don't buy. I don't buy that. Yeah, but he's, no, but he's but starting to say that. He, yeah, he's saying that you know she's been after him for years, and it, and he you know he's always been able to play, and now he's thinking maybe it's time to let them have their way and be around his kids yeah. more and be around her more, and who knows if it's just talk or not. But yeah. yeah. And I, and I, last, I see, and, and if yeah. you talk about, you know, we say that with Rodgers, that Brett Favre thinks he'll be back in Green Bay. My my prediction on Brady, I don't believe he wants to go out on that fashion. No, no, no. That's just a no. that's just my prediction. But you know, if you look at it, it's it's almost a, a you know, it's like not his fault. You know, he gets the team. All right, we got the game tied up. All we need is the defense to stop somebody for here for a while, and then they get away and uh, kick the field goal. So it's like. I would have done it. I was ready to do it, just like I did it with Atlanta and stuff, but I didn't get back on the field, you know. That's right. And it's kind of like, that's kind of an okay way. If you're going to lose, that's kind of an okay way to go out instead of feeling bad because you threw four interceptions, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is that. So yeah. I don't really know. But anyway, in the in game four, we had Kansas City beating Buffalo 42-36 to 36 in overtime. Mahomes uh, to Kelsey at the, you know, now, and, and I think we probably should talk about this. I think yeah. for the playoffs, because we have different rules in, in the leagues for the playoffs. We have right. shootout in hockey. We it have, shouldn't be different, though. It should be the same rule in the regular and regular playoffs. No, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't the regular agree season either, isn't as, as important, and you got guys, you know, you're making them play an extra game already. You've got uh, injury concerns, yep. and when people, and then they, they've done studies many times that as people get tired, they're more apt to be injured. And so if you no, make but, everybody play if, if, if everybody the thing is about if you make everybody unless people are three and out if you make you know somebody comes down with a three or four minute drive and scores then the next team has it for three or four minutes you're almost always going to be playing these 10 or very often playing like almost the whole 10 minutes of the overtime in the regular season in a game that you know like detroit and pittsburgh where you know it it it, it you know was involved in the standings of course it was early in the year but you know i think the playoffs you know there's nothing wrong with having different rules in the playoffs i can go along with that. Yeah. No, I I can't at all. Nothing no game should ever end in a tie. This is not everybody gets a trophy. This that will our everybody gets a trophy society. Of course we already this do have be. different rules in the playoffs because you yeah. have this game wasn't going to end in a tie. No right. well but still yeah. it should it should be I mean when what they need to do Everybody gets one possession, and then they can go sudden death. That's what they which, need to which, do. Which, by the way, the Chiefs proposed that after they lost to the Patriots yeah, a couple years, years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. and interestingly, and they, interestingly enough, Andy Reid said today, even after Sunday, he stands by. He thinks both teams should get the ball. Yeah, he does. Yeah, right. and no, there's I been do eleven. Too. There's been eleven times in the playoffs where they've had overtime games 
10 of them, the team who got the first possession won, and seven of them, they won on the first possession. Uh, the only time, the, t- the, eight, the Saints in 1819, I think it was, you know, they were the one that didn't, you know, but every other Statistically, time. Statistically, 55% of the time, if you get the ball first, 55% of the time, yeah. you're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, the, the thing is, I, I think playoffs can be different than uh, hockey does it all different with the overtime rules are different. There's no shootout. Well, nobody watches hockey. So that, <laughs> uh, you know, Sean, you know, nobody watches hockey except like a bunch of people. So other than being wrong, you're wrong. OK, so there's uh, 300. And, so anyway, let's talk about Mahomes and uh, uh, Allen here. Mahomes uh, threw for 378 and he rushed for 69 and Allen 329 and rushed for 68. And then Allen, of course, threw the four touchdown p- passes, you know, to Gabriel Davis. Now, we have this fantasy draft here. I took Diggs. I could have had Davis, but I didn't take Davis. I took Diggs because you know, Diggs was supposed to be the number one receiver. No, no. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think that, you know, as far as uh, there's different rules, we had baseball with no second base thing. There's all the sports do to think different. Uh, there's different replay rules in basketball in the playoffs and everything else. There's nothing yep. wrong with that, you know. I would like to see in the playoffs – it's kind of like a baseball thing where the team gets their last. I'd like to see the one team get it and then the other team get a chance to match it. And if they're still tied, do it again. But but the, yeah. the second team always gets its chance to match it. Now, right. with that game Sunday night, the defenses were so tired with yeah. the offenses put up. <laughs> with that, with that game it. Sunday night, we might still be playing. Uh, well, hell, I, 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 enjoyed that, that, I enjoyed that game so much, I didn't want it to end. Well, you know, are you saying, Rick, okay, to, so I just want to clarify Rick's point. To that. Yeah, that, that's, you, are you, you know, like that, the, are you thinking about like the college setup where no, you no, get No, 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 I'm just talking about regular, regular possession. Okay. Yeah, and then and the third, if the third possession, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City gets it and they do whatever, Buffalo does the same thing, and then Kansas City gets it back and they score, it's over, right? No, no. No? No. If they both score a touchdown, then Kansas City gets it, they get a touchdown, Buffalo gets a touchdown, then you do it again. Until somebody, is, I like, I like until somebody else scores the, the other team in that possession. Now, like you say, with, with that game the other night, the defenses were so tight, you might have to add a thing that says, until one team up scores, the other one doesn't, or a player on the defense collapses and dies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard a, I heard a, I heard a, um, a proposal that I've never heard before that was pretty interesting. That was that you, when you have the the toss of the coin at the beginning of the game, you know that that tells you who gets the option at the first half and the second half. What if it also gave you the, at that toss gave you the option of who would have the option if you go into overtime? I heard that. I, I, I like that, that idea. And in that way, you know, if like you say, say you're Buffalo and you know that if you go into overtime, Kansas City is going to get the toss. That may you make you go for two points at the end of the game or something. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. I like that. that. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like that too. I could live well. with that. I could live with that as a as a rule, but you know, and interesting though, going over all these games in general, this. This is only the third time that you had three road teams win. Right. Of course, it happened in the 71 season, the 08 season, and then this season, you had three road teams win in the same week. And it's the lowest margin of victory combined between all four yeah. teams in a in a round with four or more games. It was at mm-hmm. 15 points combined yeah, with we, all. Yeah, the old record was 18. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so uh, we we got. I believe uh, we, we okay, got. Go we, we, did, we did. We did. Get okay, the, yeah. We see, we did say the, after we did the scores. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, G, so Gina, you're first, and then Dick, you're up after Gina. So Gina, go right ahead. Okay, I have a question about Saturday night's game. Uh huh. Okay. Um, somebody got hurt apparently at the end of the game, and we don't know who it was. The reason we know someone got hurt, it was a player, 
is because uh, we happened to flip over to the um, uh, police scanner frequency for Green Bay, and somebody was on the radio saying we're um, putting a player on a cart, uh, putting a player on a cart, and we didn't know someone got hurt. I don't know. I didn't hear about I, it. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see anything on TV or anything. Yeah. No, you know, and what happens is when the game's over. People are kind of like if it, and especially if it's, it's probably a Packer player. A Packer, yeah. We would have we would have heard about it if it was a Forty Nine er because they're going to keep playing. Right. So I'm sure it was a Green Bay player, but beyond that, uh, that oh no, who it was? Yep. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. We get, uh, Dick, you're next. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Right. Uh oh, you're already unmuted, Dick. Yeah. You're yeah, on, you're Dick. Already in. You're on, Dick. You're on. Oh, okay, there I am. Okay. Yeah. So I'm having okay. problems with my phone here. Okay. Oh, that was a wonderful game in Green Bay. I'll tell you, Robbie Gould, he was as good as gold. It was just delightful. I know, you're a Bears fan, so you have to be. It's oh, like yeah. when the Yankees lose around here, people are very happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You go, well, yeah. What's the old thing about Yankees, like, rooting for U.S. Steel? If you're- <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, you know, um, that Kansas City-Buffalo game, that was a great game. I could not believe it. My goodness. That was exciting. And that, that Tampa Bay, you know, I turned it off because my guy was 27-3. to 3. <laughs> I go to the college and I was hey, Tampa Bay is coming back to win this game. <laughs> I, I learned Brady. it a long time ago. You never turn off a game. Not with Tom Brady. Not with Tom Brady, you know. No. Uh, I wonder, you know, I wonder, I think he's been getting a lot more hits this year. I wonder if he is going to come back. Um, he's yeah. getting older. Come on, the, he would the like to play. He said he'd like to play till forty-five. I mean, I don't know if he's going to really do it, but and you know, he's going to be. Uh, let's see, what he, 40, he, he will be forty-five. Now. Yeah, he'll be forty-five. He'll be forty-five in August. Correct. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he does have one more year. Up. He does have one more year left on his Tampa Bay contract. So, yeah, when those but legs it, start going. That's a problem. I mean, he's yeah. forty-four yeah. years old. I don't know what yep. kind of pills he's taking. It really that. would have been. They would. Have, I think they would have. And I was thinking about this during the game when they were falling behind. They were double. You know, they had a lot of, of coverage on Gronk, of course. They had coverage on Evan. Godwin being out was a big deal for them because oh, yeah. he. You know that that was very important. And uh, if they'd have him around, they might have won that game because it's really. Uh, you know, he's he's almost as good as Evans, and he's about as good as Gronk. So you know, basically, that would have been a third weapon, and uh, you can't cover everybody. Yeah, yeah. you can't yeah, have uh, Ramsey cover both of them. Yeah, I'm glad to see that um, a Stafford's going to go to the championship game. That guy was that poor guy was in <laughs> Lion <laughs> Hell for all those years. I bet there's a lot of people in Detroit rooting for him. You oh, know? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I love Kansas City though. I, that, that team is is incredible. But you guys are right about the quarterbacks, the young guns, and then the AFC. Although you know, we got you know, they don't know about uh, Fields yet from the Bears. We, you don't know yet because terrible no, coaching. No, no, well, uh, Dick, once they get a real coach, I think you'll find out what kind of quarterback you got. Uh, yeah, but are they going to get a real coach? I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the? Uh, there, there's a rumor that uh, what's his name, Ryan Poles, is going to be uh, your new general no, he manager. Is GM. He, is, he is hired as yeah. GM. Did he get hired? I thought they were yeah, in the yeah, yeah. end of time. No, who got hired today? We, he got, got hired today, Chris. By who? Who hired him? Bears. Bears. The Bears. Did. I heard it. Oh, now wait, I, wait, I wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. I heard it was close. So that's why. Let's that's go what with. I heard let's too. go with that because that's the last I had heard. Because the deal is, he is also talking to the Jeff Joniak said this on the on BBM today that he was also talking with Minnesota. He'll he if he stays, you know, he'll take the Bears job. He could still go back to Minnesota if he. So no, 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 no. He's with the Chiefs. Yeah, oh, I'm with the, the Chiefs. But he's also talking to the, the Vikings. Yeah, I heard that too. That's what Jeff Joniak said. Good morning. Yeah. 
So right. it's well, not quite you know, settled. But but, another uh, rookie, you guys. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what they tend to do. That's the problem. And you hire another rookie, he'll be like another uh, Stevie uh, Carson if you saw the movie Draft Day. He's trade away the draft choices <laughs> like uh, <laughs> this idiot we had pace before. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, see what happens. Hey, you guys, uh, it was good. Okay. Uh, these games ought to be good next week, too. They I, should. Oh, yeah, we're, we're yeah. talking about them not in a minute. Live up to it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think the 49ers are going to beat the Rams. I, I don't think oh, 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 let's not talk like that. Garoppolo, Garoppolo's going to throw an interception in a bad time. Perry, Sorry. Perry has control of the butt. Perry has control of the butt there, Dick. We yeah, can't. let's not <laughs> talk like that. <laughs> Take care, guys. See you, Dick. How about uh, Dick. Yeah, Dick. Je- Jerry, what's up? Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Has there ever been... Uh, well, I guess David USF will come back with this. Has there ever been a game where three out of the four winning teams have scored field goals? Uh, can run on field goals? Uh, that no. has not happened. That has not no. happened until this year. That's no, they were happened. all they were all last second wins. I know that had never happened, and you know, in the divisional round, you know, when you have the four games, no. Yeah, and like I said, it's, and it's definitely it definitely hasn't happened because it's the lowest margin of victory between the all four, so it has never happened. Right, right. How about this? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. All right, Jerry. Yeah, we can make our picks. All right, we can do our picks. Well, the first one is at uh, around 3 p.m. You know, these things are, they say 3 and 6.30, but, you know, whatever, 5, 10 minutes past, 6.45, yeah. whatever. The, yeah. the first game is the Cincinnati at Kansas City game. And, of course, the Bengals have never lost a championship game. However, they played them both at home. So this is their first road. Uh, and by the way, this was their first road playoff win. I think that streak ends, though. I think Kansas City's got just too much on both sides of the ball. Well, I don't know about the defense. But, I mean, uh, you know, Cincinnati has plenty of weapons. I think just the experience of uh, Mahomes and Kelsey and the whole Chiefs team is going to get it done and being home. And I think that the Bengals uh, will give them a game, but I think it uh, won't be as close. I don't think these games are going to be as close. <laughs> that, that's not going out on a limb. But yeah. something like 27-21, uh, you know, Kansas City, something like that. Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, Andy Reid has just tied uh, for third place in most playoff wins for a coach. He tied um, Landry. No, I'm sorry, he tried Shula. He's one behind Landry, and then, of course, he's like 12 behind uh, Belichick. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Kansas, it, uh, you know, if, if the Honey Badger can't play, that would, that would be good for Cincinnati. It would open up that middle of the field. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't go against Kansas City, I, and actually, I don't think it's going to be real close. Either. I'm thinking something more on the lines of 38-24. to Okay. All right. I, and, will go, uh, I will go with the Chiefs probably by about 10. Okay. And I will go with the Chiefs about 14. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be Kansas City like uh, 35 21. Uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati did great for the first two rounds, but Kansas City's just got too much experience for Cincinnati in a case like this. But it'll be a good learning experience for this. Bengals team and uh, they do have to work on an offensive line for next year if uh, if Joe's going to stay healthy. Sean, well, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I'm going to go. I'm going Kansas City 34-31. I, I think it's going to be three. I think it's going to be closer. What you think? So. Okay. And this, of course, if the if the Chiefs get into the Super Bowl, it'll be uh, matching Buffalo to get in three times in a row. I think that's they're the only two that would have done. Yeah. That. And it's yeah. their fourth. 
game in a row uh, at home. Uh, championship actually, game. Minnesota in the 70s, I think, did it, didn't they? Uh, three uh, no, no, they no. didn't do it they four years in a row, Sean. No. Three years. Three years, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, no. They got in in 75 against the Steelers, and then they got in in 77 against the Raiders. Right. And uh, in 74. 74, 75, and 77, when the games yeah. were played. Okay. Right. The Steelers and uh, Cowboys played in between there. Okay, there was a year between them. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, uh, the Eagles had played uh, three and hosted three in a row, lost two out of three. The Chiefs have done better than that. They won two out of three so far, and so they're hosting four in a row, and uh, you know can get into the third Super Bowl in a row. And of course, you know they won one of them as opposed to what Buffalo did before. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's see what else. Uh, I guess any more. So I guess we have these uh, NFL notes. Just the uh, well, we, we got to do the Rams. We got to do the Rams. Forty. Oh, the Rams game. How oh, can I forget? <laughs> well, <clears throat> this is interesting. Now, I somebody from. And maybe David can comment on later in the week if he's not around. I have never gotten the feeling, you know, we talk about the Dodgers and the and the Lakers and the and the Giants, and we talk about the Lakers and the Warriors having a pretty good rivalry. I've never gotten the feeling, and you're in the Bay Area too, uh, Robert, that the Rams and the 49ers have ever been as big a rivalry because they haven't been good at the same time. You know, no, uh, one has dominated the other. You know, yeah, no, it's, no. Uh, the Giants and Dodgers by far have the uh, biggest rivalry between Northern and Southern California. I mean, yeah, uh, the Rams and 49ers have solid fan bases, and, you know, either team does you know, either fan base doesn't like either team, and, you know, the, the, the players, you know, they enjoy playing against one another, but I don't think it's the bitter rival that, let's say, the Giants and Dodgers are. Or, right. you know, the Warriors, the Lakers, that kind of deal. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. so just, and also, this is another thing, you know, just thinking about baseball, we just had the Giants and Dodgers finally meet in the postseason in a regular series. They've been in a playoff series, you know, and for the league title. And this, uh, this is like the Jets and the, uh, and the uh, Mets and the Colts and the uh, Orioles, you know, meeting in, uh, you know, postseason, both sides. Right. And if this happens, we've, Red Sox uh, did it with the Dodgers and the Red, uh, I mean, the Patriots and, uh, uh, Rams and Red Sox and Dodgers. It happens. But anyway, getting getting to the actual stuff on the field, I just have a feeling that finally, finally, Sean McVay is going to beat, uh, you know, uh, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. I just think, you know, it's yeah. been, what, five in a row? Six, and six, six in a row. Six in a row after the, the last game of the regular season. And how long can this go on? I just, you know, this, this and the last one, they pulled it out of their hat, you know, to win it. So I think yeah. somehow, I think they'll, and the other thing that the 49ers have been doing is, you know, digging holes and then having the, other than the Cowboys game, they got on top of them. But a lot of times they've dug holes and they're not, it shouldn't be a come from behind team. It's worked for them, but they've, you know, it's pretty miraculous. So I think uh, like 27-20 Rams. Okay. You talk about the rivalry there or lack of whatever. Um, the last time, at the end of the regular season, the last game, the 49ers Built the stadium in Los Angeles. Forty Nine fans. Yeah. They were out shouting the Rams. It was crazy. Well, so and uh, they've already they've already put ticket restrictions. Uh, Rick, yeah. uh, you, say, you, um, you you have chicken. to you ha- you have to live in a certain area. Yeah. <laughs> you know to get you know they're yeah, going to go by zip, zip codes code. and stuff yeah. like that. Which is yeah. what Tennessee did last week too against the, the Bengals. Yeah. I guess, right. Just because they were so close. Right. Um, I yeah I agree. I, for some reason, I think the Rams are going to finally break through. I think this is going to be a close game. I'm picking them like twenty three twenty Rams. Okay. I, I too think the Rams are going to win this, and hopefully, 
it's not as close as I think it could be, but I think a field goal will separate the two. Mm-hmm. Bill? Bill? Uh, I think it's going to be close. I've been going back and forth upon this game, but I think I'm going to have to go with the Rams. I think they're a one-time, one-hit wonder. And I think after this year, well, things have changed. But for now, let's go with the Rams by about three points. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I I will take the Rams. uh, And if the Rams win, now last year, Tampa Bay was able to play at home in the Super Bowl, but they weren't listed as the home team. Uh, Kansas City was. So I wonder how the NFL is going to list them this They'll year. They'll be listed as the home team because it'll be the a- a- NFC's turn. Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, I don't see the Rams giving up the privilege. It doesn't becoming... really matter, Robert. Everybody yeah. gets the same allotment of tickets, so it's not I know. like they I get know. anything special. Maybe I know, you get but... to stay in your own uh, uh, clubhouse, you know, your yeah, own locker but, room. But for the, mo- for the most historical, you know, point, um, I'd like to see the Rams pull this out, and I would say 27 to 24 Rams, maybe, somewhere around there. <laughs> okay. Well, you're pleading with the football gods. You don't want the 49ers in the Super Bowl. No, I, like I do not. Well, I do not. I'm, no. going, I'm going to go with the Rams also. I think it's going to be 20 to 17. Now, remember, all the and this is going to play on them because all the Rams had to do was win, and the 49ers would have never been in the playoffs, and it would That's have right. been those terrible Saints in there. Those Saints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those terrible Saints, and who knows how this would have gone, but I think they got that on their shoulder, and, you know, they're unlike Tampa Bay, remember, Tampa Bay went on the road last year in the playoffs and then th- for the championship. Then they came home, even though they were the road team. They're going to have, technically, this game, and if they win the Super Bowl, at home, so I think you have said I think it's going to be twenty to seventeen Rams. Okay, all right. Okay. okay, now I guess we can. As far as I know, the notes we have are basically we have three teams to talk about: the Saints, the Bears, and the Giants. Because uh, and try to clarify where we stand with them. We know that Sean Payton has stepped away, is the term that they, they use. He's got a two-year contract left. He's going to step away, maybe go to the media if. He does want to coach somewhere else or somebody wants him to coach, and that would be this year or next year. There'd have to be compensation worked out. Uh, and so the rumor is, and the, of course, the folks are already talking up in Dallas because they oh, let yeah. him get away. He was a Parcells guy, and what would they give up to get Sean Payton? They're already talking about that. But mm-hmm. the other thing, like I said, what comes down to it, Troy Aikman is still deciding if he wants to do Fox, and Amazon, or if he just wants to walk away from Fox and just work for Amazon on these Thursday night games, because he's got other businesses that he's opening. He's got a beer business that he's opening up. He's starting a new a new beer. He's got other things. So he made and Sean Payton. They're going, hey, he'd come in do media, uh, bring him in. But then you got Greg Olson with Fox, so they're going to move him up. Or you also got the Fox Studio crew, Jimmy Johnson, seventy-seven. Carries in his 70s. Do they move him there? Also, Brian Greasy's contract is up with ESPN. Do they revamp Monday Night Football with this new deal? And so, so in a lot of ways, it's he's probably going to the media in some yeah, way, shape, probably. form, or another. Yeah, probably. It looks like he's probably going to the media for now. Or he may just sit there for a year or two and collect $45 million. You never know. And, yep. he, and see, the thing that gets him taught, people in Dallas 
start talking to he's still his family he never moved them to New Orleans they're still living up in in, in the suburbs of Dallas that's where they the cowboy fans can't keep going on that one but yeah. and uh one thing in mind uh, uh, uh Perry talked about uh somebody being 44 million dollars over the cap well the Saints are 74 million dollars over the salary cap so yep. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a total rebuild in New Orleans yeah. Okay. And Drew Brees is gone, so he's like, "Hey, might as well." And and Gail Benson. I mean, Gail Benson's not. I mean, as an and I'm not saying this because she's a woman. I'm just saying she's not very. I mean, looked upon favorably amongst in the ownership ranks. Let's just say that you know. So I just wanted. Okay. To, uh, so now uh, we have been sort of on the watch for the Giants because we had a little uh, interesting back and forth. There was apparently some discussion that they were going to introduce Joe Shane. If they, they, are, they are tomorrow. going to introduce Joe Shane tomorrow. Yeah, they are. Okay. They are. And then, and he is coming from Buffalo. So the question is that they think maybe Brian Dayball would be uh, a possibility to come in as coach. And he's uh, already had two interviews, Chris, with the Giants. So. Okay. So I guess uh, we've got one GM uh, filled there. And the Bears, though, not as close as we said to Dick. We covered it, and apparently they're still talking. And, uh, you know, it is, see if, uh, Ryan Poles is close. It is very close is, yeah, is what I found. Very close. It is very close, but yeah. it is not quite done. Not official. So, yeah. okay. Not official. But it's, so I think yeah, that's the close. news and notes for the NFL. Uh, I think that's we've covered all the stuff. So now we'll go to our little media section. And, uh First, uh, since we didn't, uh, since we have the Dick Vitale, why don't we do Dick Vitale first? Uh, Sean, why don't you talk about that? Because you were talking about that well, today. Dick Vitale is having throat surgery, so he's taking. You know, he's had he's got Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he's tried to work. He's been a trooper. He's been trying to work through it this season. And last night on the on, I mean, Dan Showman did a great tribute to him on the Louisville, Virginia. You know, talking to him, hey, Dick, you get better. I want to work with your friend for Schilling, John Shami. They talked about him on their game. Uh, so he's going to hang it up for the rest of the season, have the throat surgery, and bounce back. And hopefully, when it is time for him to retire, he'll be able to do it gracefully, and they can give him the nice send off. Uh, so, but he said the treatment is going okay. Just he needs the surgery and the vocal cords because you know he can't be Dickie V, you know, the way he wants to be right now. And he he said he hated to do it, but he really needs. He yeah, said, yeah. Hey, he knows the fans understand. So. Oh yeah. So then we lost Ron Franklin, and he uh, and sort of put him here in the media section, but he was also involved with uh, football and college basketball, so he's near the college uh, more and than tennis. Uh, and tennis and other sports, but he also did the Houston Oilers. So anyway, he was 79 years old. He was born in Mississippi, went to Old Miss, and then he went, uh, was the Oilers voice from 71 through 82, and then uh, the Texas voice, announcer of both uh, football and basketball, 83 through 88, University of Texas. And then uh, he also worked in Roswell, New Mexico, then Tulsa. Then he came to Houston and worked at KHOU from 71 through 80 and KPRC from 81 to 87 on TV. And then he came to ESPN on 87 through January 4th of 2011. And, uh, you know, he was fired after a dispute with uh, Janine Edwards over some sexist comments that he made. And we don't necessarily have to get into all that. Apparently, he had an issue with Holly Rowe earlier, and he had an issue later with Janine Edwards. And this was probably, we can talk about this, it was probably one of the first politically political correctness firings that we saw in sports. And and the Holly Rowe situation, it wasn't really even with her. Some e- it was on the and he was complimenting her, but some ESPN people didn't like what he said. He called well, her they sweetheart. thought he was patronizing because he called her sweetheart. And they did. And remember, this was also at the time 
when the ESPN book came out, and there was a lot worse stuff if you want to read the ESPN book. But Holly Rowe and Ron Franklin. And the title, and the talk, title of the book, I mean, by the way, is "Those Guys Have All the Fun." It, yeah, and it yeah, is unbarred. And ho- it is unbarred yeah, if you and, want to read it. And uh, if you look, if you read in that book. Um, they had no business firing Ron Franklin for what he did with oh, some of the other uh, yeah. stuff that was going on. There. Yeah, oh yeah, some of the other stuff. And and Holly Rowe gave a great tribute. She said Ron Franklin was a father figure to me. And even Janine Edwards, she said, you know what? We all handled this wrong. It was off camera, but somebody and she goes, we all handled. She goes, we could have all handled it better. She goes, I could have handled it better with him. She goes, I, you know, but and she even said because I don't think Janine Edwards is still employed with ESPN. I know Holly Rowe is, but Janine Edwards said, I think it was a way of, and this is her quote, she said, I think it was a way of possibly getting rid of a high con, one of the higher contracts because he was making a pretty good amount of money. Well, if she was she employed said, by right. ESPN, she won't be anymore because she said right. that. Yeah, she if just, she said that, she no, did she say that. Be, yeah, yeah, she so won't she be now, she, but she did say it. Right. Yeah, but yeah, Ron Franklin like said, yeah, he, he also, before, he, like I said, he, he was a tennis. He was on the tennis team in college, and so when he went to ESPN, he did like the U.S. Open and the French Open and Australia, you know, all the different tennis tournaments. And he overlapped. He he went to ESPN in '87, but he overlapped with ESPN and University of Texas. So, um, but he was and known he for his college. Yeah, and he also worked with Westwood time. One. When, well, back when it was host communications, well, the host, they did the, the NCAA. CBS, um, yeah. He worked with um, Kaywood Ledford doing the the college basketball. Mm-hmm. And that goes yeah. back to his university, university of Texas. Well, the whole Southwest Conference was part of host communications. So that that host, Jim host used his guys. So and like I said, yeah, definitely definitely a legend around here. He uh, did uh, uh, prime time coverage, uh, you know, for football seven through old five with uh, uh, Mike uh, Godfrey and then Ed Cunningham. That was on ESPN. Then he went to ESPN two slash ABC for uh, Ed Cunningham, and then he did uh, a lot of Big Twelve basketball on ESPN. And, uh, and a lot uh, of ESPN know. radio stuff. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. So a lot of the bowls on ESPN radio. So and a great voice. You know, he's one of those voices. We we talk about legendary voices in sports. You know, you talk about Harry Callis or somebody. Uh, he would be right there. Just a, an amazing, and, and deep, booming voice. And when he did the Oiler games, his color analyst was the news anchor, Ron Stone, which <laughs> you know for Channel Two. Did that he get his... to work with Bum Phillips later? No, no, no. He was. Bum Bum did not do color until 1990. Uh, okay, so right he after worked Jerry, with Jerry Truppiano, yeah. No, no. Well, no, he didn't work with Bum. Never worked with Jerry Truppiano. Oh no. Truppiano he had left. Truppiano went to work for Montreal. He okay. came back to Houston for a little while, for a year before he went to Boston. But he was. But Truppiano did not go back to KTRH. He did the Longhorn games. But Truppiano took over as the voice of the Oilers from Ron Franklin. Yes. Okay, so that's uh, and you know Ron Franklin, uh, as, as we said, made peace with everybody, and that's good. But and he did settle out of court in his uh, wrongful termination suit. So uh, and we had some big debates. That would that, we won't that get would into tell here. you that would tell you that ESPN knew that chances are they were going to yeah. lose that case. So, oh uh, yeah, but, they knew. You know. Anyway, so Sean, there was an NCAA meeting, and they had uh, you know they sort of yeah. gave uh, the schools a little more leeway with what they do with their various sports, and they also talked about the transgender issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me get this first one. All right. First of all, what they said is, all right, on all the sports, they gave more power to the schools and the conferences and each of an individual, you know, on, on governing. On, they gave some leeways. Now, this one, on transgender athletes 
and uh, let me put this disclaimer by saying this out here. Uh, we're not going to bring this into whatever your feelings are about transgender, about what it is. That's, that's not necessarily the point on this. Uh, so any feelings about whether you think what they are or aren't, you can keep that. that we all have opinions. So, But what they have decided to do is they're going to leave it up starting next year to each individual sport on how they handle it. Now, this year, if there are transgender athletes competing, they're going to do hormone tests, testosterone tests, up to four weeks before each tournament. So this is kind of like NCAA saying, we don't want to take a stand either way. We don't want to get involved. We'll leave it up to each sport, which is kind of what the Olympics do. And I see arguments on everything. Like Martina Navratilova is a is an LGBT advocate, obviously. You know, she is and but even she has said in certain sports like basketball and tennis and track, there can be an advantage. And but and she she said that she goes, I can see she goes, I would I would have concerns as a gay woman, you know, so I mean she said I would I would have concerns but others I get you know, like you have on Jeopardy, the person who's winning right now is transgender and you know, and something like that, hey, she's competing her mind, you know, but I, I get all the sides, but they, NCA is just being very NCA instead of taking a stand either way, saying it will happen or it won't happen. But, oh, we'll just kind of the same way they do with NIL, kind of the same way the NCA has done. Uh, the NCAA is uh, putting itself out of business like the AAU did. You know, the AAU was very powerful in its day. No, AAU is still powerful. It's still, well, AAU, yes. It's not, oh, it's no, not, it's not as there. powerful. It's not as powerful as it used to be. No, it's not. No, but they used to have AAU leagues. Right, used to see these things. They talk about the Phillips 76ers and all this other stuff. And right. now, now they're run by the shoe company. Companies. They've kind of taken right, over. Right, but that's, that's the basketball. But we, it, they were very powerful in track and field. NCAA is going to put itself out of business, basically, is what it's going to do. Correct, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, college well, basketball. So I just wanted to correct something I said. I had the wrong teams as prominent in the Big East. We can just work, work our way around the conferences a little bit for a couple minutes. Uh, the, the four that are really doing well in the Big East are Villanova. And I'm, I'm going by the top 25. We're not going to run down the whole top 25. But if you see your team in the top 25, that means at this point they're in a good spot to qualify for the tournament. Villanova, Xavier, Providence, and UConn are the four teams that the Big East really. I think I threw in a couple teams that didn't really belong in that mix. So anyway, yeah, so, the big- and also. Wake, a couple other things I wanted to say. Providence is off to their best start at 14 and 2 since 1978. And uh, David told us that US, USC is off to their best start in 1971. They start, no one noticed because they were in the same league with UCLA and Bill Walton, or not Bill Walton yet, but the 71 UCLA championship game, but team. But anyway, uh, they are off to a great start. And Wake Forest. And then I'll, I'll shut up. But Wake Forest is really uh, under the radar, having a very good season. They're like fourteen and three in the ACC. So go, go ahead. And, you know, the and, the, and then in the bracketology, we always like to do that. The right. number one seeds right now, if the tournament would start today, would be Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, and who am I? Who am I missing? Um, I've seen uh, Auburn. I've seen one that had Auburn. Auburn. And one Auburn. That had there you go. Auburn. Auburn. There you go. It's right. Auburn. I saw, I saw one that had. I saw one that had. <laughs> I Arizona saw it number one. Yeah, that's the other thing. Auburn, for the first time ever, is ranked number one in the AP top twenty-five poll. That's never happened. And you know, like I said, you, the USC thing surprised me that it went all the way back to seventy-one because I'm surprised those Reggie Miller teams. Did not do. You know, you had Reggie, you had Reggie with the men and Cheryl with the women. Those Reggie teams didn't do that, didn't get off to that good of a start. But the Big 12 right now, like I said, they have nine teams that can compete. Nine eight, teams. Now, eight, eight would be in if eight, the tournament would start today. Yeah, eight will go because Oklahoma State. K 
cannot go to a tournament this year. I forgot about this when I was talking about it last week because they have been ruled ineligible for for any postseason play. So Oklahoma State's just playing for everything. But those those other eight would be in right now. The, and you also have the Big 12 SEC Challenge coming up this weekend, which you're going to see some great matchups. Texas, Tennessee, Kansas, Kentucky. Check that schedule. You're going to see a lot of good matchups there. And tonight... Tonight, you have, if you're listening to this live on Tuesday or in the podcast or whenever, uh, you're going to have two top matchups. You have early on Michigan State-Illinois, a top 25 matchup, number 10 and 24, 10 Michigan State, 24 Illinois. Then you got number three, Arizona, taking on seven UCLA in the late game with you know two, a top 10 matchup in there. Last night, you almost had some history uh, as Texas Tech and Kansas went to double overtime they, I mean, 94-91 Kansas and Texas Tech, if they had beaten them, would have only been the third team to sweep Kansas in the Bill Self era. In the which, And I think only the fifth team overall to ever sweep Kansas in conference play in the same year. But you have all that going, like I said, Michigan State, uh, Kentucky, is just... And, LSU is a surprise team, but Tennessee handed it to LSU this weekend. I got a uh, sorry, Pierre, but I mean, mm-hmm. no, but that's, okay. That's wait a minute, I've got a, so. I've got a, a college sports story that's just uh-huh. breaking. Uh, University of Louisville, their basketball coach. It looks like his future. He's looked like it's just about to be terminated. They're me having an emergency meeting tonight and tomorrow. And, of course, his weekly show has been canceled. Chris Mack, and I don't know what's going on at Louisville that's causing this problem in the middle of the season, but this came from Pat Forty, and he's a well-respected sports writer in uh Sean? They gave him high marks when he came in for Patino there and sort of got the program straightened out. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know, but I just I'd let you know. I'm done. Yep, no, and no also, also, the, the, also with that Illinois-Michigan State game tonight, um, Illinois is a lot of people think that, yes, they're number 24 now, but they've had some injuries, and they think once they get healthy that they're going to be um, – Oh, yeah. They're going to be decent now. Oh. Uh, also, a mid-major game to keep your eye on tonight that that could be competitive. I, you would favor Loyola probably to win the game, but um, Southern Illinois is at Loyola, and uh, Southern Illinois they play that they play right in your shorts defense. So if you like yeah. defense, that is a team you would want to watch. So mm-hmm. that could be yep. a competitive game too tonight. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, an off-the-court and uh, story we do have a uh, we do have Dick uh, back again. So Dick, uh, go ahead. Okay. And you're already it unmuted. Offic- yeah, it is official. The Bears have hired him. So uh, okay, we have a new general manager okay. now. All right. And uh, all right. I'll tell you what. It's, I, you know, I went to Loyola. I was my alma mater. But I tell you what, you got to root for Southern Illinois. It was a good party school. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, Dick. I'm just glad. Hey, Dick. I'm just glad Southern yes. Illinois lost about ten days ago when Northern Iowa played down there. I wouldn't well, necessarily want to party with a Saluki, though. They're kind of kind of wild and crazy. That's Jamal that's, School, that's, Southern Illinois. That, that is Jamal. Jamal School. Yes, it is. That's right. If I had gone there, it's fine. I would have, I would have probably lasted the first semester. I've been doing too much partying. Well, I don't want to party, too. But anyway, okay. you all right, thanks uh, for that, uh, that update, uh, Dick, too. Yeah. Okay. I think Vic Cronin, or Nick Cronin. Nick. From UCLA. Mick Cronin. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nick, Nick Cronin. 
Mick, okay. Well, Cronin from UCLA apparently got himself a little, he kind of went on a little rant this last week. <laughs> and he commented because USC, UCLA, and Stanford have had self-imposed fan bans at their games. And Cronin kind of, he said, how can we, and it was, this was after Monday night, last Monday's game with the Rams, you know, at home. He goes, just 13 miles from our campus, we can have at UCLA here, we can, they have 80,000 fans watching the Rams. However, our school is not allowing anybody. I'm looking forward to going to Utah to actually seeing fans and hearing fans cheer, even though they're cheering against us. Come on, people. Let, let's get it together. Let's do, you know. So he yeah. kind of went because UCLA is not allowing any fans in the stands, and he says, and look at our team, you know. <laughs> so, Well, let's go to a league where they're allowing fans uh, almost everywhere, not Toronto probably, but anyway, everywhere else. Yeah, everywhere else fans. All right, so we got the standings here for the NBA, and we've had a lot of flip-flopping up here at the top in the East. You know, we've been talking about the, who's getting towards the playoffs, but we got a lot of flip-flops towards the top. So Miami is now number one at 30 and 17, Brooklyn 29 and 17, Chicago third at 29 and 17. Then we have Milwaukee 30 and 19, then we have Cleveland 29 and 19. So they're pretty, pretty bunch there. That's a good group up there. Philadelphia 27 and 19. Then Charlotte has moved away from the play-in group. They're in seven. They'd be in a play-in game, but they've got a little cushion here. They're 26 and 21. Then you go to the Celtics at 24 and 24, number eight. Toronto 22 and 22. Washington 23 and 24. So they're in 10. And then the Knicks are 23 and 25 and 11. And the Hawks have gotten themselves into the playoff uh, mix by moving up to 21 and 25. They've won at least four in a row that I could see. Uh, Indiana always 13, 17 and 31. Detroit 11 and 35. Orlando 9 and 39. In the West, we have Phoenix uh, still uh, establishing a bit of a lead, 37 and 9. Warriors 34 and 13. Memphis number three again at 32 and 17. Utah 30 and 18. Dallas 27 and 20. Then Denver 24 and 21. Then Minnesota's in seventh now at 23 23. The Lakers are 23 and 24. The Clippers 23 and 25. Then you, so those teams are in reasonable shape because Portland at number 10 is at 20 and 26. So a little back there. But New Orleans has worked their way up to 11 now at 18 and 28. They were down with Houston and Oklahoma City before they moved ahead of a few teams. They're at 18 and 28. They've got a pretty good, and oh, I forgot to mention last week, the big story that doesn't get talked about much. Zion Williamson, the reason he's not playing is he's huge. He's way over 300 pounds. He can't stay in shape. And that is why he doesn't play because his body can't take the weight. They've tried to get him to not eat, and he could eat himself out of the league is what they're thinking because he's not doing well. Sacramento at 18 and 30, San Antonio 17 and 30, Houston 14 and 33, Oklahoma City 14 and 33. So that's your NBA standings right now. And then we have some NBA uh, stories. Uh, let's see. We have uh, we had a, a couple of Roger. Robert likes to talk about those fifty point games. Jason yep. Tatum had fifty one on uh, Wednesday, and Joel against Washington. Joel Embiid had fifty against Orlando uh, on uh, Wednesday, and uh, for seventy sixers. What was the other one you wanted to give honorable mention to somebody who got forty? Oh, uh, Nicole Nicole Jokic. Yeah. yeah, definitely open for Denver. Yeah, on okay. night at Joel Embiid. So, yeah. Okay, so you know that's you know I don't know how many there are. You know, uh, 
Uh, it's I, I wonder what the percentage is in fifty point games. I don't really know. But you, but you don't you know you don't normally hear about too many fifty point games. That's why I try to acknowledge them, Chris. Right. Because yeah, you don't they don't, ha- they don't happen that often. So. so Perry's team is getting decimated by injuries. We have a long ball they are. six to eight weeks for with a knee injury, knee surgery, and Alex yeah. Caruso had a, got a broken wrist, which was done by Grayson Allen of Milwaukee, who and it was a flagrant foul and a one game suspension. But uh, he's going to be out uh, about six to eight weeks, also with that broken wrist. You know, see, his, I think his, if you cause, I think in my mind, and I mean, yeah, I could come back to get my team down the road, but I think if you cause somebody to be out by a flagrant, you should miss the same amount of time they do. The problem yeah. with that and is this, and this about guy, that this guy Grayson Allen has had problem after pro- this go. He goes back to his Duke days, so this yeah. is not oh, new yeah. for this is not new for him. Right. No. The problem no. is that when you have okay, and the, you think about it with hockey in particular, when you have a Bobby Orr and you have some slump on the other team who they don't care about losing, you can take a guy's head they off. Could die. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that, and you true. know, basically break his legs and make. Sure he's out for two years and your guy oh he's out for two years too who cares we don't even care about him yeah so yeah. it's the goon mentality that's that's why you can't do it but like i say, with, well, like I say though, with grayson allen though this is not new he did this at duke so i mean this yeah. is yes this is not new. right yeah so anybody else well, got any more nba okay. stuff well we haven't had a good james harden story in a while but apparently oh, we got one this afternoon oh, I, right. I was gonna bring that up sean uh, go, go ahead, ahead. Sean. Yeah. James Harden apparently may not be happy with the Brooklyn Nets. So go figure. He may not be. He may be wanting out of Brooklyn. So okay. Go well, and James there's Harden. two. There's two reasons for that. Number one, he says he's tired of living in Brooklyn, and number two, he doesn't like the special treatment that Kyrie Irving is getting because he only he he cannot play at home, but he plays on the road, and he says that's not good for the team, and he don't. He doesn't know if he wants to continue to be there. If those rules are still going yeah, to be there, he has. He has a point. He has. A, I hate to say that James Harden. He has. has a, a point, he has a point. He has a point. But you know what? James Harden is rarely happy anywhere. That's no. Right. He's not. No. You know where, where Brooklyn is near that has very nice homes is Long Island. He doesn't have to live in yeah. Brooklyn. That's he wasn't not. happy. I mean, he, the people in Houston. He he was not happy there. They were not. Yeah, they were glad to see him go, even though they're losing. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So any more NBA? No, that's Uh, baseball, though. All right. So I guess we have, Perry, why don't you, you're our labor correspondent right now because you're (laughs) our, uh, run our baseball group. So we'll make you our labor correspondent just by default. And it sounds like things are at at the moment, unless something's come across Twitter that uh, one of the negotiators punched the other one in the nose. (laughs) Theoretically, we're having good progress on baseball, some progress on baseball. There is some progress, yes. The free agency um, yesterday they said that they said, you know, we would be willing to drop the free agency that what they wanted is free agency after five years or age based free agency. Like if you would come up at 18 or 19, you would be automatically a free agent, you know, once you hit a certain age or something, whatever, but they're going to drop the age based free agency yesterday. Then today they said they would, you know, free agency after five years, they're dropping that. So that one appears to be resolved. The issue they're working on today, apparently, is the minimum uh, salary. It is about five million seven hundred thousand now. The players want it to be seven and a half. The owners are at six million. You would think they could come up with some middle, yeah. oh, middle of the road, whatever. So then the issue they have to worry about is how to stop the tanking and how to get the younger players 
paid a little bit better. Those are the two really outstanding issues at this point. And according to Deputy Commissioner Dan Hallam, um, when you think there's progress, you can always count on Dan Hallam or Rob Manford or somebody like that to come up with something. We're still willing to miss games on account of this. Now, wouldn't you think after what happened in 94 and 95, until you really have to say something like that, why would you even bring that up until it becomes necessary? And you wonder why baseball, every time they start to have something good, I mean, they always do something like this. This is why you have people like me who grew up, baseball was my first sport, and now it's like, oh, what is baseball going to do? I mean, baseball had its highest rated season in 15 years last year, and then he says something like this. And well, they, it doesn't you know, matter what they say, it's what they do. If they are on the field on March 31st like they're supposed to be, no one will care what he said today. I, I, I get that, Chris, but when people are kind of just looking for for optimism and all, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, that was that, foolish, a foolish you know, thing to say. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, that won't be the – the point will be, did we start on time? And if we started on time, That's even if spring training's a little later, people don't care so much about that. But did we start – we said March 31st, you know, the game's March 31st. You know, that's that's what they really want. And, you know, after what happened uh, with COVID and, and everything being delayed and all the craziness, to have a good full season of baseball with everybody being able to start in the stands right away, that's what people are looking forward to. And, you know, so anyway, other baseball notes, we have um, uh, the Dodgers made assistant uh, GM uh, 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 Brandon uh, yeah, Gomes. Uh, Gomes, the uh, their GM, and haven't had one since uh, Farhan Zaidi, Zaidi left to go to San Francisco. And Andrew Friedman is the president of the Dodgers, so we don't really know how much power this guy has. But, you know, whatever. He's the head of operations. Uh, Glenn Sherlock is the new Mets bench coach. He's uh, worked with uh, Showalter in other places. And I know we always throw in plugs for uh, Iowa. He's from Nahant, Massachusetts, which is just north of Boston, <laughs> next to Lynn. So we have to get that in there. So well, the, the, our, friend, now the our, punter, friend Bo Jane, our friend Bo Jane called me up and said, where's this guy from, Nahant or something? And I'm like, no. So I told her how to say it. Well, so well Chris, the punter for the Bills was from Des Moines. There you go. I knew we could tie. I, I, you know, can you top this in Iowa and Massachusetts? Yeah. You have that much work quickly. You can, <laughs> all, you can always count, see. You can always count on. You can always count on Mitch Holtis for these. Uh, you know where oh, these he, guys are I, he from. loves to come. I what I do like is when you're listening to guys who are college oriented, like Mitch Holtis is, like um, uh, what's his name with Tampa Bay there, Gene Deckerhoff, those okay. guys in uh, 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 Oh, I can't think of his name now with you know, Atlanta. You know. Um, West, West Durham. Durham. They always throw in the colleges, and you know, you know, they saw them play in college. They really pay attention to that. And, and you know, another thing with the Bills, um, they had on their offensive line. You have Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, and on their safety is Micah Hyde from Iowa. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Any right. more? Any more baseball? Yes. There. There is oh, one. The Hall yeah. of Fame inductions. Oh, that's right. Uh, will be we'll have those for you next week, six yes. Eastern, yep. and it is likely. I mean, don't take this to the bank, but the most likely scenario is there will be one player elected, and that will be David, David Ortiz. Ortiz. That's right. the, mo- yep. the most likely scenario is he will be the only one that goes in. Yeah, that's right. And, and a first ballot Hall of Famer, which is an honor. That's you know, right. That, that, you know, he's the best DH of all time. And, you know, people who hate the DH can say, well, you know, hey, it's a position. It's been a position since 1973. So well, and get a, used to it because I think both leagues will finally we have We probably it. will. We probably will. Yeah. So that'll be the fun part, actually, of the negotiations. When they get this, 
you know, free agency and how to pay the younger players, well, how to do it with arbitration, blah, 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 blah. Uh, minimum. Then they'll get into the fun start, the stuff that we can really talk about. They'll probably well, start but, well, going. but like like uh, Jim Bowden has said before, they may already have resolved some of that stuff, and we just don't know just it. Not told us. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, NHL. Here we go in the Atlantic Division: Florida sixty-one, Tampa Bay sixty-one, Toronto fifty-three, Bruins fifty, Detroit forty-two. Buffalo 33, Ottawa 27, Montreal 23. Again, the only Buffalo, uh, Detroit with a slight chance to maybe get into the mix, but that's going to be pretty tough. In the Metropolitan Division, we have, uh, uh, let's see, I forgot to write down the top team there, but that's not that's not a good, the Rangers have 60 points. That's who it is. Pittsburgh has moved up to second. They've been perennially fourth. They are now second. Oh, they're red hot right now. They are. Carolina 56 and Washington down to 55 now. But then forget the rest of this division. Columbus 37, New Jersey 35, the Islanders 34. They've gotten out of last place. And Philadelphia 34. I think the Islanders will get ahead of these other teams, but they're so far behind. I don't see how they can uh, get up to those top four. In the Central Division, we have Colorado at 61, St. Louis 55, Nashville 55, Minnesota 53, Dallas 44. There's the drop off there. Winnipeg 41, Chicago 37, and Arizona 24. When we get uh, a little more time in a couple of weeks, we'll try to figure out the who's actually would be in the playoffs at a given time. It's a lot right. easier to do in uh, base, basketball, so we can kind right. of throw that in as we go through. Pacific Division in Vegas with 52, Anaheim 49. The uh, Kings at 48, Calgary 44, San Jose 44, Edmonton 40, Vancouver 40, and Seattle 30. So there you go. Uh, We have a a, a female assistant general manager, the second in in the NHL history, Emily Kastengay. She's the assistant GM. She's now going to be a woman, a former agent. And, uh, she's be a well, woman. she's always been a woman. <laughs> yes, yes. She, I'm sorry. She's not gonna, she was and still is a woman, and uh, she is going to now be the assistant general manager and the second and woman to be that. Apparently, apparently, Chris, the rumor is Jim Rutherford is going to basically train her to basically take over the top job. That's why the GM job in uh, Vancouver is not filled. Okay. Uh, he. He thinks she's qualified enough to eventually become the GM of the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, and she uh, there was a woman who was the assistant GM in '96 uh, for uh, the Anaheim Ducks. So that's uh, yeah. so this will be the second uh, one to do that. And she's got a good background. She's uh, played hockey. She's an a- been an agent. You know, I read a, an article about her and and, uh, and she's so only 35 cool. years old. Yeah, so she's younger. Yeah, 37. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And the February schedule is out, Robert. So uh, they're going to play between uh, the 6th, I guess, and the uh, 22nd. And uh, yeah, games yeah. Need, to, uh, need to be played. They're going, right? to have the all, they're going to have the All-Star break. And then uh, after the All-Star break, they'll start making up these games from February 6th until February 22nd. So, right. Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a total of 98 games so far that uh, teams are going to make up and uh, they may have, they may slide other games, you know, into the March and April slots because what they've done is they've moved the schedule around. Some games that were supposed to be uh, in April have been moved up. Some games have been moved back. 
but the NHL claims, and I, you know, I say claims because we don't know how this virus thing is going to play out. They say they're going to be able to finish the season on time. Yeah, well, they're planning to. Yeah, they, yeah, they will finish. They will finish the season on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think things so. are settling I did, down. I, I, I did see a commercial last night uh, during the college basketball that the All Star game is still going to be on Saturday the fifth on ABC. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, are these the divisions again, Robert, going to play each other? Is that how they're going to do it? Uh, they, keep, they keep changing the format so much. I'm going to say yes, Chris, but I'm not sure. If that's it's been that for four or five years, and I like it. I like the division. Yeah, kind of yeah I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. So Okay. Um, and the House of Representatives voted. Uh, we talked last week about Willie O'Ree, the first uh, black uh, hockey player in the NHL, and he was given the Congressional Medal of Honor unanimously on uh, Wednesday. So that was that's good. That's correct. And I think <clears throat> you mentioned last week that, that he was also blind in one eye. Yes, yeah. he was. He was hit yeah. in, in, a, in a hockey accident. Yeah. And uh, Kent Hughes is the new general manager of the um, of the Montreal Canadiens, and he's yes. a Montreal native. So apparently, he is conversant with French, and uh, he will be able to to do his duties in both French and English as, as you need to do there. Yep. And the last item we have on the hockey list is a as a death of a prominent uh, guy here for the New York Islanders, Clark Gillies. Uh, I have one more after that. Okay. He was a left wing for the Islanders from 74 through 86, then Buffalo 86 through 88, 319 goals, 178 assists for, uh, uh, let's see, uh, 697 points. And uh, and, uh, in 164 playoff games, you can see how often the Islanders were there, 47 goals and 47 assists, won the cup from 80 through 83, and uh, his number nine was retired in 1996. Hall of Fame in 2002. He was he's, all, he's still the fifth in games all time for the Islanders play, games played, and the uh, fourth pick in the '74 draft. And he was on the line with uh, Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier. So uh, that's you know uh, quite a and apparently a really uh, the heart of the community heard a thing uh, about him on Islanders TV, and he was uh, their one of their captains and you know a guy that the community really looked up to, and uh, he was just a good guy. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, he will definitely be missed. But we're going to have some uh, NHL history tonight. A record will officially be broken. Keith Yandel of the Philadelphia Flyers will play in game number 965 in a row, and that will break the record that was set by Doug Jarvis uh, of 964 games. But Keith won't hold the record for very long because Phil Kessel of the Coyotes will eventually be breaking this record, too, this year. So, because they they both are on very long consecutive game streak, but Keith will uh, break the record first tonight when... Uh, I'm amazed wow. about Phil Kessel. He was not known... As, he, <laughs> he was not... I'm not saying he was injured, but he just didn't play hard when he was here. And they got yeah. on him about that all the time. Like maybe he grew up or something, but boy, oh boy, he just... Uh, that was his knock on Phil when he was here. Yeah. Well, now, I guess, Chris, that's no longer the case because... Um, he is about to uh, join Yandel in breaking this record. And if Patrick Marlowe was able to play this year and was able to play a full season, he would have broken this record this year, too. So, <laughs> um, you, uh, 
Uh, and it's kind of too bad that um, Patrick didn't play because it would be ironic to see who actually got there first. But uh, Keith gets the honor to do it tonight, and he will be he will be breaking it in Long Island because the Flyers play in uh, on Long Island uh, against the Islanders tonight. So and remember, this is the only go. sport that has upper and lower body injuries. They don't have regular yeah. injuries either. <laughs> and oh, also, Eric Carlson of the Sharks. Had had a surgery today, and apparently he's going to be out until sometime in March. And typical NHL, we don't know. Uh, they're saying it's upper body, but they didn't say what kind of surgery it was. So. I bet it was shoulder or arm. That's my guess. Yeah, but something know. like that. So okay. Anyway, all that's right. all I've got. All right. All Anybody right. else with anything else we need to cover this week? Uh, somebody messaged me, and apparently. Um, they said that when we were talking about the tennis, that Sean had said Naomi Osaka was American. She is not. She is Japanese. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought, she, yeah. Uh, I thought she was Japanese American. Well, she, she is she, Japanese. She, uh, and it, okay, okay, now, okay. Well, 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 we've covered yeah. that now. So, Sean, yeah. go ahead and wrap yeah. it up. All right. So, anyway, uh, you can download the podcast anytime uh, by going to legendoldies.com or you can type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcaster or tell your smart speaker to play. Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or it's the Sports Lounge Live podcast from TuneIn or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. We'll come back next week. We will have a Super Bowl ready to go and a Hall of Fame class. Who knows? Who 